This is episode 48 of the Rising Man podcast with Jeffrey Platts. He who reigns within himself and rules passions, desires, and fears is more than a king. Welcome back, Rising Man family. Here with another episode of the Rising Man podcast, Jedi Azuma, your host and creator of this show here at your service. I want to start off by saying how interesting life can be, how the conversations that most need to be voiced into the space start showing up around me in my life. And while I was out in Australia on that trip, one of the conversations that really became loud, that really got my attention was about men and relationship, discussing what do women actually need versus what women want or say that they want? And how can we as men show up more powerfully for our queens, for our partners, for the women in our lives? And I think this conversation even stretches outside of intimate relationships, although that's the most important one. That's the most critical one right in, right in front of us. But all of our relations with the women in our lives, how can we do that better? How can we show up as better men for the women around us? And one way to lean deeper into this conversation before we jump into the episode we have today is for those of you guys out there who haven't participated in the Elements Men's Initiation Weekend, we're rolling out for a second time here in Southern California, the weekend of January 18th through the 20th. It's going to be a powerful weekend where we head out into nature, into the wilderness, drop all of our masks and get real with each other as men. Real talk, all the things that come up for us as men that we have a hard time talking about in our conventional lives and bringing to the surface all of the challenges, resistances, and struggles we have so that we can burn them away and show up as the men we need in our lives for our partners, for the people who love us and depend on us, and most importantly, for ourselves. So if that's something that calls you, make sure you head over to rise.jettyazuma.com elements for more information on this upcoming weekend. Without further ado, my guest for today is a man by the name of Jeffrey Platts. We actually tried to record this interview way back when the podcast first started. We had a bunch of technical errors and glitches, and fortunately, Jeffrey was willing to come back and do it again, and I think it was all perfect because what happened on this interview is the conversation that needed to happen and gets to happen right now. So Jeffrey grew up as the shy, nerdy, introverted young man who stumbled his way through dating and the search for the one. After mastering the pickup game, he realized that he was really interested in deep, authentic connection with women. Now, the focus of his work is preparing men for partnership with a well-matched woman. And his whole life journey and story is what led him into this work of purpose that he has now. But I'll leave that up to him to tell you more about in this episode. Jeffrey's been featured in the Washington Post, Huffington Post, ABC News, The Good Men Project, and Elephant Journal for his work with men in relationships. He's also a DJ, a yoga teacher, and a former stand-up comic. Really a well-rounded man out there in the world. In this episode, we talked about rewriting the quote-unquote real man conversation, what it means to be a real man and how we can redefine that for ourselves. We talked about how to define and distinguish ourselves as men on our terms. In a world and in a society where the masculine machismo has dominated the profile of a man for so long, how can we distinguish ourselves as the men that we really feel called to be? We talked a little bit about the men's rights movement and the new masculine. If that's something that you guys are unfamiliar with, definitely an interesting topic to check out. 
how to attract a woman by being genuine and our true selves instead of putting on that bullshit bad boy attitude just to attract girls. Uh, We also talked about shifting our attention from finding a partner to finding ourselves in order to find our mate. How a lot of guys get this mixed up and we search for the one before we really know who we are. And lastly, we talked about the role of a relationship in personal growth and how a relationship with a partner can be one of the most profound personal growth experiences that there are out there. And so, so, so much more on this episode. Without further ado, Jeffrey Platts. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Rising Man podcast. I've got a very dear brother of mine back for a second take. We tried a long time ago. It didn't happen, but he was willing to come back and do it again. Jeffrey Platt's coming live from San Diego, man. How you doing today, bro? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for having me back again. I appreciate it, even though it's the first time for, the, for your listeners. But uh, yeah, thanks right. for having me back. Awesome, man. Yes, we both talked about this offline of how, you know, that that recording got messed up for some reason and this is the conversation we get to have and I'm excited because right before we started hitting record you threw out a zinger of a line you said that what you love to do is to help single men prepare for partnership and I was like whoa like etch that in stone baby that's <laughs> that is a that is a service right there our men need some help with that don't they <laughs> yeah man yeah I've, I've, I've never iterated that in that way before but i like it i'm gonna start using it man so i appreciate you inspiring <laughs> and creating that space for that wisdom to come through there you go yeah i uh yeah so what's, what's your question your question is do we need that yes <laughs> a- yes we yes we do need that let's let's start with this place because you never got a chance to answer this question i've asked Almost every one of my guests has okay. been on the show this one. And that is, what is the difference between a boy and a man to you? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's, there's size and anatomy. You could go, go that route and growth levels and whatnot. But I think it's, for me, I would say the difference is like a sense of ownership of their actions and non-actions. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. A man who, who has a sense of self, like he, he's, he's taken time to deliberately choose who he, want, who he is and who he wants to become. I think whereas when you're a boy, you're kind of just at the mercy of your environment for the most part, right? And you're just kind of bouncing around through different life experiences and you're more reactive. Whereas I think a man, you're, you're more in the creative mindset. I'm creating my life. I'm building my life, building mm. my relationships. But for me, the biggest thing is, is definitely like, like a sense of ownership like an ultimate ownership of who you are. And, and that includes owning who you are as a man and who you want to become, which I appreciated the way you phrased the question because you didn't ask me what makes a real man, right? Because that's the one thing I mm. do own to pick a lot of times with these articles and whatnot you see is like, you know, you're a real man if blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, because what does that imply? That there's a real version and there's a fake version, which I think, you know, I think, you know, it's like, it's like asking how to tell if your, bo- if your baby's a real baby, you know, how to tell if your dog is a real dog, right? Like you're a man, if you're a man, like now I think there's definitely different qualities of men. Like there's embodied men, there's, there's, there's confident men, there's honest men, there's honorable men. Like those are different ways of having a conversation, but like the whole real man right. conversation is one that I'm like not a big fan of because it just, it creates this like weird linguistic thing of like, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm not doing on this checklist, that means I'm fake. I'm like, no, like you're just not embodying certain traits, right. which is different. So, right. And that's why I also make sure to to make a distinction between boy and man, because why would we also throw out the boy? It's 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 almost assuming yeah, there, there's a sense exactly. that we want to grow out of the boy because the man is the one who's revered. The man is the one who yeah, gets the yeah. ladies and is respected. And isn't there a place for the boy in the man's life? And especially when it comes to attracting a partner. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely I think, you know, there's that, that concept in integral theory that's like, you know, transcend and include. 
right? Like, so you transcend and you become the man, but then you also include the boy. Mm. So like every part that comes before it, you don't, and I always use the example of like, you know, the operating system on your phone, right? Like, you know, you have iOS 12 that just came out on our iPhone. iOS 11 is included, like all the traits and all the benefits and features and things, although iOS 12 include, you know, it improves upon, but it also includes the previous version, right? And so like same with our with the boy, like what are the traits and benefits of, of, of boyhood and youth and childlike nature that are good to have? Like, you know, the worst thing I see is like these guys, I think they have to be all manly, which means be serious and tough and, you know, hardcore without any sense of play or fun or silliness mm-hmm. or humor, right? And, like, and that's one of the huge trademarks, I think, of, of boyhood and, and being a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, 100%, like it's like you include those things as a way of being a, being a fully integrated, it's like integrated. You want to be integrated mm-hmm. as a man, not just, oh, let me, I'm, no, I'm no longer a kid or, you know, or like, because a lot of times I think, what was the good thing I think I came across recently where like you want to bring your boy along for the ride of your life, but he don't want to put him in the driver's seat. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing like I would do right? with my son. Like I want, I definitely want my son around. He keeps me playful. Exactly. He keeps me adventurous and in my youthfulness, but I'm not going to give him the keys to my RAV4 and let him totally. start driving me around and, town. Yeah, so as, exactly. And so as you're, as you're going through your day-to-day life, you know, like and you can start to notice like, oh, this, you know, even for myself, even to this day, like I'll have moments where like, I know that I'm reacting from, or I'm acting from this place of like the 14 year old me. Or the seven-year-old insecure me, right? And like, mm-hmm. like okay, now as and that's the thing as you know, the responsibility and ownership part comes along as a man. Now let me choose how I want to respond as the adult version of me, not react from the fourteen-year-old version. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's so critical, man. That's that that's really the that's really what the conversation is about. And so I'm interested to get your perspective on this because since we had that first attempt at this interview, I started asking yeah. another question about the difference between masculine and feminine and where we draw the lines. Mm. And before we got on here, you said, yeah, talking about masculinity, it's such, first of all, gender assignment, male, female, man, woman to masculine, feminine. Like to me, that's just complete mm-hmm. bullshit. So if, if we agree on that, we can just put that aside. But what <laughs> what is the usefulness? What is the utility of these words, masculine and feminine, especially in the conversation of men? Well, yeah. So for me, like, I definitely think you get to a place of, it's a heated topic, I guess, for a lot of reasons, right? And, you know, culturally, politically, socially. And, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think ultimately people get to do what they want to do in terms of who they, how they want to define themselves, mm-hmm. right? And I think, you know, masculine, feminine is, is one way of being, one lens of looking at the world, right? It's a, it's a, and it's a binary one at that, right? Like if you look at it from whether you're reading David Data or anything else, like it's a binary, and, and just like with any binary thing, even look at politics, left and right, it's very binary and it's very limiting. Mm-hmm. Either you're on this side or you're on this side, right? And I view as, you know, especially as, as, a, as a man, as a woman, you're going to have your flavor. I call it, I always like to talk, call it like a flavor, like your flavor of masculinity or femininity or, or whatever hybrid it is, is going to look different to other men. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you look at Tom Brady, you look at Russell Brand, you look at Prince, you know, you look at all these different, you know, and, and countless others and whether you're gay or straight or whatever, like you're going to embody a different flavor of masculinity. And I think for me, that's what goes back to your thing of like the whole, you know, oh, this, this guy is, is a real man because he has a beard and he has muscles and tattoos and he, you know, chops wood. Like, okay, that's, that's where it gets into that, that real weird territory. But for me, it's like, is this man living on purpose? You know, is he, you know, living in a sense of whatever he defines himself as. So if I'm defining myself as a man that I get to be and I'm living in the way that I want to live, mm-hmm. right? And yes, there's, there's the traits of honor and, you know, integrity and, and, and kindness and love and strength and all these things that, that can come out and, and, and as, as my, my particular embodiment of being yeah. a man. 
right? right? And so, yeah, it, yeah, it, it gets it on. gets so tricky too, man. I know we could talk about this in a second because I know with you know you having a Latin background, that that just sense of like that Latino yeah. machismo is something that has a lot to do with this legacy of masculinity and how, what it means to be a man. But it's it's yeah. so interesting how even as guys like you and I who are deeply involved in this work, it's easy to slip in and out of these words man and masculine and almost how we mm-hmm. naturally want to associate masculinity with with being a man. And so that yeah. question of what does it mean to be a man is such a confusing question in our society right now. And you could you could talk to 20 different people and get 20 different responses based on yeah. the type of man they want to be. Yeah, and that's where I, I kind of like, here's where I think I, I had, I was at my men's group last night that I'm a part of here in San Diego. And, you know, the idea came up in my mind as I was walking, as we were sitting in the circle is that for many times in my life, my my identity as a man was defined by how, I relate to the other men. That makes sense. Like I was like, you know, so if this man is taller than me, then I go, how does that define me? Mm. Right. If that man is stronger than me, how do I relate to that? That man is wealthier or has a bigger beard or has bigger muscles or whatever it is that would, then I would, okay, well, where do I fit in? Where do I rank in that? Mm. Right. Which I think is like the opposite way to do it. Right. Mm. And so I think the trick is the, the practice, which is an ongoing one in my world of how do I want to define myself independent of the external noise Right. The external cultural forces, political forces, social forces, right? And then, and that comes at the risk, right? Of what if my version of it really is totally different? If it stands out, if it goes against the norms or the grains of, of what is traditional, you know, the binary view, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and so that, and that's where I think, you know, own your own inner work comes into play in Mm -hmm. this and then surrounding yourself with other, I think that's why I think diversity comes in. And, and it's a positive thing because you get to experience different flavors of masculinity and different, you know, examples of that around you. So like, you're not around the same exact men that look exactly like you, right? Yeah. Like if all, if all your friends look, act, dress and work exactly as you do, then maybe something's, you need a little bit more spice, you know what I mean? Like, you've got <laughs> yes, like very, right. Yes. Cause it's like clones, you know, looking all the same and acting all the same. And, and so, yeah. And that, and this is, this is why we don't plan out these conversations. Like we talked about before the show is like, we don't plan out these conversations because then how could, how could we have possibly planned for you to bring forth this paradox that I think is an internal question that just about every man I'm sure deals with on, on an essential level is this difference between where do I get my validation from? Do I look for validation from the men around me? Like you said, to size myself up against another man, or do I validate my own journey? Because this is the truest way I feel to express myself as a man, or even just as a human being dropping the man or the woman, just calling it human and letting it be that, you know, because I think, and that goes back to the conversation of boy and man, I would say the boy is somebody who's looking for validation from elsewhere, you know, looking to size yeah. myself up against the other males around me versus a man is like, I know who I am. I know that I'm not the strongest guy in the room, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely the smartest guy or I'm, I'm mm-hmm. the best at this particular thing. And that's, yeah. I, st- I know where my lane is. I guess, yeah, there's a sense of like okayness, right? There's like a maturity to it. There's in a sense of, okay, I'm okay. And like, I would say self-acceptance mm-hmm. that you're, you're accepting of yourself. And again, like this is, and I would say it's a, for me, at least in my perspective, it's, it's an evolving practice. Like it's like, it's a, you know, yes, there is, there is, you know, rituals and rites of passage that can kind of like, Hey, you, you know, you've gone to the woods and you've done, you know, whether it's a, a modern ritual or, or it's, or a sacred native ritual, whatever, like there's those rituals. Right. But then like, there's still work to be done from that point forward. Like it's not right. like a on off switch, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and so it's, a, it's an ongoing process of inquiry and discovery and, 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 and declaration too, right? Mm. 
part yes. of it is like the, that flow of like, I'm, I'm discovering who I am, but you're also creating. So it's like the yin and the yang. Like I am creating who I am over, over time. Mm, I like that inquiry, discovery and declaration. That's like, that's a, that's an archetypal process right there, man. That's, that's yeah, the journey like for that. that that's that the journey. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah so, and also there's also like, and it's one of those things like the traits that define a man, like, yeah, they can also be embodied by, by women too. Right. The whole, Absolutely. like, that's the, that's like, and that's the thing is like, and I always come up around this in Facebook and, you know, and social media, right. Like the, what about, right. Like the, what about is, it's like, well, what about this? Like if I do a post that's geared toward, you know, calling to the men, that's my audience. People say, well, what about women? Like, yes, that too. Right. And it's like, it's mm. almost like, so I can't like, otherwise I just have to generify every single message to like apply to every single human at every single, you know, so if I'm talking to like, you know, young girls, then companies could be like, Oh, what about young boys? Well, it's just, okay. Yeah. Well, you can't win. So you just yeah. kind of like, I think, you know, know that like, yes, anything that can be, you know, there's times when it merits to be, to mentioning that, yes, these apply to other people too. Right. Or other genders right. or it, it all, it all is part of that. Um, but as far as, yeah, for, for in an, our, our audience in this podcast, the rising man, right. It's like, we're talking to men that, yeah, are, right. And it's, you'll appreciate this. Uh, <laughs> I wish you were there in the room with me when I had this conversation. It was literally just yesterday. I was, uh, I was seeing one of my physical therapy clients. She's a woman in her eighties, very open-minded, very progressive, very liberal minded, yeah. but, but very old school. You know, she she grew up and lived through um, women's rights movement, the feminist movement. And she was asking me about the work I do outside of physical therapy. So I couldn't help myself. I'm talking about men and masculinity and going in and we're going back and forth. She's loving it. She's really intrigued. And as soon as we got to this point of the conversation where I said making this distinction between masculine and feminine, she said, well, don't take don't try to take femininity away from women. And I was, I was, I almost didn't get what she was trying to say. Cause I was like, what are you talking? I'm not trying to take femininity away from women. I'm just saying that whether you're a man or a woman, you can be masculine or feminine or somewhere on the scale. If there's a scale mm-hmm. of masculine to feminine, we all exist somewhere on that scale and somewhere on that yeah. scale is our happy place. And our journey is to find that. And she said, well, you got to watch out when you start talking to feminists about femininity and taking that away from that. I thought about that. I said, well, we're just, we're using words to talk about different things here because she was, you know, the feminist movement was, Mm -hmm. uh, was basically a women's movement. It was a women's rights movement. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, it wasn't women fighting to be more feminine. It was women fighting for the freedom to be whoever they wanted to be, to not be mm-hmm. in the in the traditional feminine role or archetype. And, and yeah, in some cases, one way to be, yeah, 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 right? yeah. And, and, and in a lot of cases, be, fighting to be more masculine, right? Which is what we're seeing. Yeah, is or being to have the same. Or I guess the other way to look at it, or another way, is also they're fighting for the the right to play in the same arena as right. men. There you go. Right. Because right. like they were not, they were you know for many for you know so many years they were not allowed to even be in the you know in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. you know, on in the political arena, right? They were, they were just relegated to the secretaries or assistants and all that, you know, mm-hmm. these, these traditionally feminine roles. So yeah, that was what I, I think, which is great. I, mean, I don't, I don't know anybody that can be against that. Like, yeah, I'm like, you know, you know, you're kind of going backwards. Right. Of course. Um, but I think, and I think the thing is, and this is a thing that, you know, I'm very, very a stickler for now and more so nowadays is like being in agreement around the terminology before somebody, before you have a debate with anybody or mm-hmm. have a conversation. Right. right? Cause like, so because yeah, like you even said the word like feminist, feminine, feminism and femininity, they're not the same. Mm. They overlap or they're part of the same, you know, arena of, you know, same, you know, genre, sure. but they're, they describe different things, mm-hmm. right? And so feminism I describe as a political, socioeconomic, 
you know, uh, movement mm -hmm. and femininity is like a, is an energy in essence. It's, it's describing a quality that doesn't even even have right. to be <laughs> inherently uh, female. Right. right. Yeah. So there's so many different people. There's, there's female, there's woman, there's, you know, femininity, there's feminism and the same with man, masculine, male, all these different things. So, and so whatever it is, and we have to get into to a glossary conversation here, but I do think that's a big kind of challenge nowadays because we throw these words around and then somebody really, we all get, reactive or uh, are responding to the to the word based on my definition of it but it could be totally 100% different than what you're thinking of or actually maybe it's the same and we're arguing for no reason yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> which that's kind of the conclusion we came to was that we were we we're talking about the same thing like whether you're talking you know, like let's you know the same thing with politics you know like let's define what socialism is before you hate on it and let's define it also before you love up on it. You know what right. I mean? Right, like, yeah. Do you really know what that word means while you're using it? You know, like... Clarity, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it's a huge thing that most a lot of people don't do, and myself included, but I think it would be so huge. Yeah. Because also, it's a chance to learn. Yes. Right? Because, like, wow. So, if you... Because, yeah, it's discovery. Yeah. If you... What you describe as, let's say, feminine, feminine could be told... Would, my guess is, will be different for every single person. So, like, mm. let's get on the same page on that. At least if not on the same page, at least the same understanding of each other's definitions of that. If we're going to use the same words, right? Yes, or, or, exactly. or choose different words to describe what we want to describe. And exactly. yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to linguistics, which is a really cool conversation to have too. And yeah. And, and, and then also like, and then ultimately like searching for the commonality, like what is the, what are you looking at? Right. What are you looking for ultimately? So, which is, which anyways, is really, which is really the purpose. The purpose behind discovery, right. Is, is to generate greater connection and understanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But totally. you know, Anyway, let's let's let that be <laughs> let's let that be a segue into uh, another conversation. I'm starting to I've heard a lot of I, I study history and I get I'm really mm -hmm. fascinated by these movements. And since we were just talking about the feminist movement, a lot of times, yeah. you know, they, they, it's not like somebody woke up one day and said, this is the beginning of the feminist movement. It was just people mm -hmm. that started following a truth and, and enough people uniting and rallying around a truth to and to fight for it, to fight for a common purpose. So I've also started to hear some ruminations in this men's work, this masculine community that we are in the midst of the masculine movement or the whatever the mm. whatever the opposite or contrast would be to the feminist movement is like the men's rights movement or whatever it is like men yeah, masculinity yeah, yeah. reclaiming itself redefining itself so what are your thoughts on that yeah well yes yeah, so, so my understanding of i mean there's there's an official there's there's a term called the men's rights movement which mm -hmm. i think and again like i'm not as well versed in this or studied around it as much as i could be but from what I understanding of it is that it's it's there for fathers that are getting the shit under the deal in par in paternity cases, right, mm -hmm. or divorce cases, right? They're getting you know why should mothers automatically get default full custody and the dads are seen as second parents, right, right. or the, you know uh, the, the not the main primary parent, like things like that. Where like you know the system is designed to not provide equality, right? And that's another term, right? Equality versus equity, they're two different things, right? Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, so there's a the men's rights movement, which you know I've heard, you know. There's many different, like with anything, there's a spectrum, right? Just with the spectrum of feminism, right? There's like hardcore, more, you know, militant. And then there's, there's more, you know, on the other, other side. I don't know how you describe that, but the same thing with, you know, men's rights. And then parallel to that or in tandem with that, there's the, you know, new, they call it the new masculine, right? Like, you know, like in your case, the rising man, like there, there's the, the masculine in general is awakening on the planet as is the feminine, right? And the rising as our consciousness and awareness of our, as individuals and as collective as men, that is something that I think is happening. Mm -hmm. You know, there's more conversations around this, you know, there's an, uh, an interview on, on the today show. I think it was a couple of days ago that came out around 
men's groups and, and, and how they're getting more in touch with their emotions and all these things. And that becomes like this, the way I look at it is like this expansion of range so mm-hmm. that if you're a woman that you're not in only the feminist, I'm sorry, you're not only in this feminine energy range. That's what, you know, I want to expand my capacity so that I get to choose whether I want to, what, however I want to express myself in any moment can be described as anything on right. the spectrum. Right. And same thing right. with men, like we're not in this box of like, Oh, I need to only look, act and, and talk like this. It's this integration, right. Of the masculine and feminine in all of us, in each of us mm-hmm. that needs to be explored and discovered and, and expressed that's how I view it is as far as this, this new yeah. kind of masculine rising and, and ideally like, and, and I, I equate it as like, this is a, it's a good thing. Like, you know, if, if, if someone's version of masculinity is very aggressive and hateful and, and, and exclusive, and that's not a version of masculinity that I subscribe to that I would say is, is, is healthy and what I want to spread more of. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. For me, you know, it's like the kind and loving father, right. Like energy, like that kind of vibe, right. not so much the, the, Yeah. The opposite of that. Right. And I think that that's even on like a, you hear a lot of dialogue about social evolution and bio biological evolution. Mm -hmm. And someday people believe that humans will be more androgynous and and we, and we won't know, we won't identify as male or female. We'll just be humans on this spectrum Uh of masculine to feminine based on what is called upon from each human, you know, because I just got off of another interview right before this, where we were having this dialogue about, the utility of our bodies and what typically historically made us men or women and gave us our mm-hmm. roles in our village, in our communities had a lot more to do with, you know, the guys who were big enough and strong enough to chase down the elk for, for the longer period of time were the ones who went out and did that or the ones mm-hmm. who were strong enough and big enough to wield a weapon and defend the village did that. And we live in a time and place where that's just not called upon anymore. We have machinery and technology. Yeah. It's not necessary. It's not, we, don't, we don't live in uh, militant societies for the most part. And so, yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. know, so it's, so it's different. And I think that that's why this conversation of, well, I'm a man with a penis or I identify as a male because I have a penis, but mm-hmm. what does that have to do with how I feel internally? Whether I want to be more of that warrior, single focused, getting shit done, solution oriented, masculine, or a little more of that creative in the flow, not really worried about time or anything like type of feminine. Yeah. You know, again, it comes down to like, yeah, like we all get to, we're all individuals on this planet and you know, there's definitely environmental, genetic, familial, social, political things in our environment that influence how we grow up and how we, you know, how we shape our minds. And at the same time, we still have, you know, for the most, a lot of the planet, we have free will and choice to how do we, how do we want to express ourselves? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're in an oppressive regime, which that, that is a totally different scenario. But, and so I think, you know, we're talking about like in, in, at least in Western society, for the most part, we have this capacity to to be who we want to be. And I think that's where I think this inquiry and discovery and declaration process really can come into play, but it requires effort and time, Mm. right? You have to invest energy and time into this or not, or just, you know, unplug and just be off, be in the matrix and just kind of live on autopilot and be at the mercy of, of, of the culture that you're surrounded by. Yeah. But I think that kind of is a very, for the most people that kind of wake up and are waking up, that is not satisfying. Yeah. Well, and, 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 Another thing that we're speaking to with this rising man movement, this message is, is having the courage because it's, it's a courageous journey to yeah. be inquisitive enough to inquire about what is my truth? 
when every when all the other distractions and all the other influences in my life, past, present, and well, just past and present, are removed, yeah. what is my truth? What's actually there? And then the courage to live into that truth, to create and build a life around that, like you said in your definition of a man, someone who creates the life of their choosing versus the life that was given to them or the default life that they thought yeah. they had to have. So it's uh yeah, it's a yeah, journey. Man. And then, yeah, no, it is a journey. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and you don't have to take it, you know, like you're on it, you know, like it's just, it's, it's up to each man to choose who they want to become and, and, and who they are. And that fine line of like declaring and creating who you want to be, but at the same time discovering already what's there. Yes. Right. Yes. And so, so for me, it's this thing of, yeah, let's get more men awakened and awakening around this choice. And, 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 and it's not about like, you know, looking and that's the thing a lot of times with with humans we can get and we can get to idolize certain people we gotta we have to look and dress you know like i gotta get a ponytail like jetty and like you know gotta, or you gotta <laughs> shave my head you know shave your head like me it's like no it's not about that it's about really embodying and expressing like what is your flavor and again like i want to preface that fact by saying that it takes time and it takes some course correction yes like it's about putting yourself out there yeah. there's no like oh i'm gonna it's not like declaring some major in college right we're like oh i'm this major and then 10 years later, or even two years later, mm-hmm. you're, you're in a totally different area of, of work. Nothing to do with your major, right? I know right. Like the stat that like says that people change their major, you know, whatever their major is, they're going to totally work in something totally different, at least 10 times over the course of their career. I think it's like so, se- yeah. 70% of people at this point. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's totally true. And, and the same thing with your own expression and embodiment of who you are as a man, that may ch- that's going to change over time. Sure. Not just from in terms of your personality and your own expression of who you are, but also in terms of your stage of life, right? The single guy is different than the, the married guy. The married guy is different than the married guy that's with kids. The guy that's like an, you know, an elder, you know, and he's like retired, his kids are, you know, living on their own. And he's like, a, you know, with him and his wife or grandfather, you know, grandparents, right. that's a different life stage and you're going to show up differently. Yeah. And this, this is a great, a great pivot point. A great pivot point cool. because you're speaking about truth. You know, where this is a conversation of truth, a dialogue of what's true for me. And I know that that is one of the essential components of preparing for partnership. And mm-hmm. back to what we were saying in the beginning, your your gift, yeah. your gift to the world, to the masculine male community is helping single men prepare for partnership. So let's just start there. What are most yeah. men missing about the way they approach uh, attracting and landing a partner? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question because, well, I'll, I'll step back and, and, and share from you know, my own purpose now of, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years, but it stemmed from my own journey of, of being that shy guy or shy kid, you know, teenager, college and, and, and after not knowing what to do with women, you know, literally, you know, fumbling my way and just trying to model what I thought was I needed to be like, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, good men like myself we tend to, oh, I need, oh, you see in the movies, right? The guy's a dick and I got to be a dick and then I'm going to get the women. Like it's always the assholes and the jerks that get the girls in the movie, right? And right. so it's like, and, and that doesn't, not who I am, right? It's not who you are. It's not who we are. You know, for most of the guys listening here, I hope that you're, 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 that's not who you want to be. And so like, what is it then? And it's not just being the nice guy, you know, buying her, fly, you know, roses on the first date. I messed up that stuff plenty of times myself. And so mm-hmm. it's not that either. So then what is it? Right. Mm-hmm. And that was my always confusion, like going, going back and forth between the, the nice guy and the asshole that doesn't really work. And so, so for me, I think that the biggest challenge is one is part of this is, is the exploration that we're talking about, you know, who you are as a man, right? Cause if you're trying to pretend to be someone else, it's not going to work in a relationship because in a relationship is going to be the most intimate. And as you know, yourself being married, like it's in most, it's the most intimate place 
that you can share with somebody and yeah. they're going to see you through your bullshit. And that was yeah. the thing with me, like after two months, three months, maybe, maybe on a good, you know, if I was lucky six months, I could put on an act and pretend to be someone I was not, mm-hmm. you know, pretend to be the cool, confident guy or whatever. And, and, but then after a while, the act is done and you can't keep it up anymore. And the real you comes out and then your buttons get pushed and you, you know, and same with her, same with women, right? It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And, and, th- and then, so if you're not prepared or at the very least expecting that a relationship is going to be a mix of ups and downs, then you're setting yourself up for a lot of, a lot of struggle. Yeah. We got to pause right there for a second. Cause everything you just said right there is what the single guys out there, in my opinion, a lot of them are missing. And, and whether we are conscious mm. of it or not, it's that we're so accustomed to and so conditioned to putting on this false image and building up a relationship in the early stages on on lies or, or not full truths, whatever we want to call it, in order, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. In order to attract people to us. And it, it, they're, the only outcome to that is... The relationship's not going to work out or there's going to be some sort of resentment, resenting yeah. the other person because you don't feel free to be your full self or the other yeah. person resenting you because you're not who you said you were, et cetera. It's, so it's, yeah. it's a lost I mean, cause. Yeah, it's like the plot line to like every Three's Company episode. Yeah. <laughs> they would always pretend to be something and then like it always come down, uh, come crashing down at the end of the episode. Right. That's baiting myself right now when I mentioned Three's Company. <laughs> but yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like, yeah, like you, most guys that I know and the guys that I work with, they want, they're, they're good men. They want to be in, t- in integrity. They want to be honorable. They want to, you know, treat, they want to treat a woman well. They want to be treated well, mm-hmm. right? They want to have the freedom to be who they are and they want their woman to, to be who they are and, and express themselves. And, and you know, the phrase that I, co- I, I, I share a lot is, is let who you are be the filter, mm. right? So, which, you know, it, it let, let it filter who is attracted to you and who's not. But if you're putting on a false front or a semi-false front even, you're, they don't know who the hell you are. So the real you comes out after six months, then who, they're not going to know who they were dating first, right? And so it's so a part of knowing who you are, a part of, part of letting who you are be the filter requires you to know who you are, mm, mm. right? So yeah. that's where I think a lot of the work that, you know, I would, I do with guys is, is like, let's uncover who you are. Mm. A lot of it is like that Bruce Lee, you know, quote of like, it's a subtraction. It's not addition. Yes. Right. A lot of the work is that we're subtracting the bullshit beliefs that you picked up along the way that you need to be this, this, and this in order to be a man or this, this, and this in order to, to get women mm-hmm. or you need to like, you know, the biggest one that I had to let go of way too late in my world was that I need to go to bars and clubs to pick up women. That's the only place. So Friday night and Saturday night are the only two nights to meet women from 10 a.m. Sorry, 10 p.m. to you know 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And every, and then the rest of the week, the rest of my life, there's no you know it's like blind you know the horse with blinders on. Yeah, I'm not going to meet women when there's life women everywhere, right? So like it's not really about that. And so and also part of the work that I do, a big part is, is is helping them design the life that that you that that a man that you love as a man. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What you want to do? Like are you going out? is everything you do guided by the search for women, mm-hmm. right? Or search for a woman, search for dates and numbers. Like if that's the case, then that the, 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 the aha came to me when I said to myself, like, wait, so wait, if I get a girlfriend next week, all these six nights a week that I'm going out to bars and clubs, what am I going to do with myself? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like at that point I quote unquote got what I was looking for. Then all this time and energy and attention that I've been spending on and money spending on going out six nights a week, 
was you know what I'm saying? Like, like I need to get some hobbies. You know, I got yeah, to fix some stuff up. Yeah. Right? What's, fun, what's funny that, is I'm laughing to myself because you're basically describing me from the age of 10 to 25. That was uh-huh. what it was about. It was like, well, everything in my life, especially because I came from a household where my parents are still married today. They've been married. They just celebrated 33 years. They live in the same uh-huh. house that I grew up in, in the same neighborhood I grew up in. I mean, it's, it's ironic that that is the unique story of, yeah, of, yeah, that's parents great. Yeah. yeah, but I saw what I knew was that oh well, your journey in life is to find your partner for life. So I took that on at ten years old and made that my mission wow. for the next fifteen years and made every decision in my life from that place about pleasing yeah. whoever I was with or whoever I was trying to attract. And it took me getting to a place of who the fuck am I when that's not my pursuit to let go of all that. And as soon yeah. as I did, as soon as I did, my wife showed up. Literally six months later. Yeah, <laughs> but it took that right. introspection because otherwise you're contorting yourself everywhere. Like, oh, so you're oh this. You know, I would even remember I, when I was single. I was like, I would make a list. I would like pay attention to what kind of women my friends liked. You know, like or like what kind of guys my female friends were attracted to. And mm-hmm. I would like start to jot down on my phone or on notes and 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 like start to like oh I need to be those things even if they were totally not who I really was. Like oh, I need to be into this. You know, mm-hmm. I need to be like you know tango dancing or whatever. You know, just because that's, you know, and it's totally cliche, right? Like, it's like, they, even at, that's why that movie Hitch, I don't really, you know, people say, oh, you're like Hitch. I'm like, yeah, to a degree. Because like the thing about that movie was like, the guy started, like learned things that he was not generally interested in, mm-hmm. in order to get the girl. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I would tell somebody to do is like, yeah, don't, you know, if you're trying to, one, I would never tell them to try to impress one girl. Like, don't get one-itis and like start to like obsess about one girl right. that you're trying to impress. Like, yeah, make a bold invitation, ask her on a date. If she says yes, cool. If she says no. That's cool too. There's plenty more, right? And then two, I wouldn't have them start to contort themselves and take on hobbies that they really don't care about just because, just to get proximity to a woman that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a movie, right? Like the guy signs up for home ec class or something just so he can be around the girl that he has a crush on. Mm. And fine, you know, if it works, if it works out, that's cool. You know, try it, you know, try it on your own. But in yeah. general, I think living your life and in, in, in taking on the activities and putting yourself in the environments that really make you feel alive and come alive is what's really going to make the difference. And that's yes. that, that applies to women too, man. It's like, you know, any, anybody like start putting yourselves in and doing the things that you, that you love to do that makes sure. you come alive. What's, what's sexier than a person that's alive inside and has energy and vitality. Hey, right? man. That's fucking that's, right there. That's it right there. That's always attractive regardless of what you container know? it's in or looks like. And it makes me, it makes me think of a really interesting question. I don't, I don't, I know I wasn't asking myself this question back before I attracted my partner, like actually asking ourselves, what is the purpose of partnership? Yeah. It, and let me, let me have you define that. What would you say is the purpose yeah. of partnership? Well, I'll say that first that I think every couple gets to define that for themselves. Right. Right. And I think the couples that I would say don't really do either don't last too long or aren't as fulfilled. Those couples or don't have never had that conversation. Right. Right. So, you know, whatever the purpose is, like whether the purpose is maybe one person, because I say that, for example, because one couple's purpose could be to, we're here to be parents to our kids. Mm -hmm. One couple's purpose could be like, Hey, we're to just, you know, be monogamous with each other and have our relationship be a blissful union and example for the world and connect mm-hmm. to God and service to the world. Another person can be like, hey, we're going to build a business and fucking kick ass, take names and build an empire, mm-hmm. right? Like there's no right or wrong, but I will say this, underneath all of those, I think is, like, is, is the main purpose that I tend to try to indoctrinate my, <laughs> my clients and people with is that the purpose of relationships is for your own per- personal and collective personal and spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So like to use the, use the relationship as a vehicle for your own growth mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the growth of your partner, yeah. right? Because shit's going to come up as I'm sure you're aware of in, in, in a long-term relationship or marriage, you're going you're, you're gonna to get your buttons pushed. Right. And that's where getting, developing the, the skills and the techniques and the mindsets around communication and connection and physical and emotional communication so that you are prepared to get and tackle those things as they come up. Right. Uh, otherwise you, you will just, you know, if you view, if you view relationships as, as a man, as you view, if you view relationship as a place to just get and receive sex and a place to have fun all the time and have your wife just look pretty and be your entertainment and sexual, you know, playmate, then you're in for a lot of disappointment, you know, mm-hmm. Unless you especially, find out if the, especially if there's, especially if there's more you're actually looking for beneath the surface, but you never took the time to really investigate what you wanted out of partnership, like you're saying. And, and took the time to admit it, right? I think yeah, a lot of guys, just, be honest. like there's that stigma of like, oh yeah, man, I want to just fall in love and just be with one woman forever. And it's like, oh, okay. That's kind of weird, man. I just want to like play around and you know, like, it's, so you got to pay attention to who you surround yourself, right? Like if you all, if all your friends are like just playing the field for the, you know, 10 plus years and you have no married friends and like, okay, yeah, maybe you got to start to mix in some other diverse diversity into your, into your mix. Uh, if that's, if that's what we, if that's what you de- decide you want, that's, you that, want. that's yeah, what that's it ultimately what comes like back ongoing to. Ongoing inquiry, right? The, and then like the, the continual check-in, like, Hey, what am I wanting? And is this, is how I'm living my life an actual genuine reflection, right? Mm-hmm. Am I feeling and one distinction I, I, I bring up a lot is, is, you know, pleasure versus joy, mm-hmm. right? There's pleasure, which is like, you know, sex is pleasureful, mm-hmm. right? And it's very, very pleasureful. But like rarely does it bring joy in terms of like if it's not, if it's outside of a, an intentional, you can have really a lot of joy in a, in a, in a, in a one night stand if there's a lot of intentionality and, and, and all that. But like the majority of times, joy comes from like you, you have your heart involved in, in the connection. Mm-hmm. Mm. pleasure is just does that make sense like I don't yeah know, it's, it's just, momentary it's fleeting it's like more yeah, a it's, sensation it's very, than it is like, a, like an emotion yeah. it's like pleasure or joy can involve sensation but it also includes emotion right there's and more depth to it connection and intimacy right and that's yeah. the thing too is like we share this is like we always think of as men we tend to equate physical strength with like or strength with physicality mm purely and only, right? Like, oh my God, that guy can lift and bench press 500 pounds. Holy shit, he's a beast. He's strong, mm-hmm. right? But I will give a, sh- I want to just give a shout out to all the men listening to this that I give just as much, if not maybe more props to the men that face their emotional challenges. Mm-hmm. Like feeling a fucking emotion and sitting with it and even getting support around it if you need to, mm-hmm. like that's fucking strong right there, man. That is strength. In addition to, like I'm not saying it's the one's better than the other, but like it's, it's legit. I know that in my darkest moments when I was going through really rough patches and struggling with depression and, and dark thoughts and just negative, just a whole negative whirlwind of stuff, you know, to sit and face and not distract through women, through Facebook, through porn, through, you know, the internet, through sports, all that stuff. Like yeah. that's the, that's a fucking warrior right there. Mm-hmm. Just as much as the guy that's on the battlefield or in the CrossFit or the dojo, like, emotional fucking warriorship is no big deal. It's no, it's no joke. It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, man, I totally get that. And I, even as you say that, there's an example that comes to mind that I know of a, of, a, of a man who's got a military background who has experienced vulnerability on that level, seeing men take off their mask and reveal their emotions to each other and saying, I've seen some really courageous shit on the, ba- on the battlefield. And to me, this is the most courageous thing that men can do is to yeah, strip ourselves totally. of our masks, of our, of our armor 
to reveal what's truly there beneath the surface. And so I, I, I fully support what you're saying with that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's a repatterning. And, and I think, I think the more, you know, guys like you yourself and, and myself that can go out and like, just embody this and share this both through explicitly teaching this concept, but also through embodying it and expressing it, they, it, it, it kind of lights a candle in other people's and other men's brains that this is, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is something that I can do too, or maybe I can touch into that because I think that is, you know, if, if there was ever going to be a catalyst that will shift and heal any type of toxic masculinity, it would be that. Mm-hmm. Like emotional awareness, emotional expression, emotional vulnerability, and getting support around that. And whatever that is for you, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever comes up and, and, and yeah, like that's, it's, it's, such, it's such a game changer. Yeah. And just, and just the nature of the fact that we're having this conversation means that it's already happening in my opinion. And so I'm, oh, I'm very, totally. very encouraged yeah. and very inspired by that man. And you know, just this be the weirdest podcast, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. People will be like, who are these guys? What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Or, or we would we'd probably be like, you know, judged or shamed, you know, for being like wussy or. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, like, you know, people putting, you know, trying to burn our houses down and throw rocks to our window or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one, one last thing before we start to wrap this up here, you know, on, as we wrap up this topic of partnership and um, what it means, the per- what is the purpose of partnership? It made me think of a mentor of mine. He always says, be careful what you pray for. Because and, and the reason behind that is I prayed, I wanted a relationship, I wanted a partnership in which myself and my partner, we amplified who we each were. You know, we, we brought mm. the best out of each other. We called forward the best in each other and always yes. made, that, made that an imperative, you know, for us to be living a full and express yes. life. Now, <laughs> that's amazing because I did attract that to myself and I'm so grateful for it. And those are exactly the challenges and, and, and the universe presents us with challenges for us to stay committed to who we are and committed to honoring the gifts we mm-hmm. have in, in ourselves and in each other all the time. So when you're putting out an intention of the type of relationship you want, be ready because you're, that, your, your resilience and your commitment to that kind of relationship will be challenged. Yeah, like, like you know, don't ask for fire if you can't take the heat, right? Like, yes, yes. Like, and yeah, if you, like you said, like if you're, if you're wanting to amplify each other, you're going to amplify all of it. You're not like amplifying just the good and then the bad just kind of stays dimmed. Right. No, it's, it's everything. And, and right. that's good. You want that. You want yes. to be able to bring all of you, you know, like even with my wife, Vanessa, it's like, you know, we can bring all of each other, all of us, each, we can bring our full selves to, uh, to each other. And, and it really, that's the, that's a gift, right? To find somebody that you can actually do that with and that can hold space, right? Mm-hmm. That's another you know, term that's kind of, in our world, I think it's really common, right? But it still can sound a little woo-woo, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to most most guys. But like, yeah, to hold space for, to, to be able to be with, I guess another way of putting it, to be able to be with anybody's uncomfortable emotions, right? Yeah. Whether it be anger or sadness or fear or, mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever it is. And that's really, I think that's a good, that's one, that's another thing I will add to go back to your first thing about what defines, you know, a man, I would say like a, 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 the kind of man that I enjoy being around is the ones that can hold space with that full range of emotions in the mm-hmm. spectrum. Mm-hmm. Right. And a guy that, and, cause I, that's kind of like a testament, right. To like, how does someone react when you're crying in front of them? Yeah. Right. Totally. No, no judgment, good or bad, but like, it's just like, Hey, that's, that, that's kind of one way to look at it. like, Hey, well, are you, do they try to like say, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Or they, do they just literally just walk away? Right. Yeah. Like there's, you know, that's one exa- one emotion that I'm just pulling as an example, but like, and that same goes for like happiness, you know, like somebody could be like, Hey, like, you know, you're really, why are you so happy? You know, you don't have a reason to be happy. It's like, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, Emotional I, I, range is, is huge. 
Yeah. And, and I appreciate you bringing that into the conversation. And I just had to say that because <laughs> so many guys that I talk to, especially guys who are looking for coaching, guys who want to, you know, they're like, I want to attract a partner. They all, they're all saying these days, I want to attract my queen. And I was like, are yeah. you, you know what you're asking for, bro? You know, yeah. like the, the best parts yeah. of the queen, but also the dark parts of the queen. Cause they bring all of it. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and if you look at a queen, a queen is, is a queen is not just somebody that just like is, is, is there to just be the, the trophy you know, there's no such thing as a trophy queen. Right. Right. Trophy wife, maybe, right. but like a queen is a queen. Like they, mm. they have their own independent power and, and, and they're going to, uh, they're going to bring the heat and, and they're just as badass as, as, as any king. Right. Yes. That's kind of like implied, right. That I'm a king and I want a queen. Right. But, yeah. um, but yeah, you, you, there's a lot of amazing, amazing, amazing women out there that, that, yeah, they're just, they're just waiting for men just, just to step up and, 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 and invite them to be a part of their lives and, and really, and, and that's what I'm here to, to do is like to help the women through the men. Right. You know, yes. I, I, I coached women for the longest time and, and, and men at the same time. And I just, I switched all, all to men now for the past four years now. And, and it feels great because like, I just feel like I'm helping the women too. Cause the more yes. army, the bigger army of conscious men I can build out there that are doing this work and, and being this kind of man, the better. Because they're yes. the ones going to ask the women out on dates, right? There you go, man. Well said. Well said. And it's a worthy mission that you're on, man. One that I fully support and endorse and appreciate everything that you're doing in the world, man. Um, before we wrap up here, before we give you a chance to let everybody know where they can find you and follow you, let me ask you a couple of quick lightning style questions. Like yeah, on, let's do Like it. on Jeopardy, let's date ourselves again, right? <laughs> the lightning okay. route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so what is one thing that you have learned in your life that you wish you knew when you were 18? Yeah, the one thing I would, when I was 18... That's all going to be okay. <laughs> you know, that especially at 18, man, if you're, if you're 18, you're listening to this, man, I hope that you're not stressing out. The problems you're facing now, like are going to be totally different in five years and not going to matter nine times out of 10. Right. But I think that's a big piece for me is, is that is, is yeah. Like just, just, just relax and be a little bolder, you know, mm. be a little mm -hmm. bolder in terms of asking them out and not being shy, you know? Yeah, yeah. man, for sure. I, I would have loved to hear that too. And then next, what do you think is the most important value to have as a man? Mm, I, I go back to like ownership. Mm. It's like ownership and, and, and personal responsibility. Mm. You know, I hear from women so many times, like, you know, men that can just take responsibility rather than just like deny, you know, pass the responsibility onto something else. Oh, it wasn't me or, you know, like, what about this? And this, you know, like just own and clean up the ability to own something, both the, the success and also own the failure. And if you mess up, then clean it up. It's a kind of that's simple it. rule, right? But that's such a, I think it's a rare thing nowadays, especially, you know, in so many areas of life that personal responsibility, I think is, is, is a huge, and when I say ownership too, is owning, knowing who you are and owning that. Like, like, like if you want to, you know, wear, wear these kinds of clothes or you want to, you know, wear a mohawk, you want to get tattoos all over your body, you want to do whatever, like own that, mm -hmm. right? And I think the people that, are not as solid as when they're, they're not really owning it. They're doing it because they're following a trend or they saw somebody else do it. Right. But like, and that's where like the whole, the whole discovery itself inquiry comes in. It's like, yeah, man, find out who you are and then express that to the world and own it. Yeah. You know? I like that. I like that man. Ownership, plain and simple. Awesome brother. Well, last but not least, uh, where can people find you, follow you, get to work with you, check out all the amazing things that you're doing for men. Yeah. You can find me on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram, just Jeffrey Platts, J E F F R E Y P L A T T S. Um, Instagram and Facebook are my most, I'm most active on there. 
and I'm always like interacting with people too. So yeah, feel free to chime in and, and, and give a shout out and say hello. You saw me on Jetty's podcast. And then my website describes if you want to work with me, if you want to find out about coaching, either my group programs or my one-to-one VIP coaching, you can go to my website, jeffreyplatz.com. Awesome. One word. Awesome, man. And, and you, you hinted a little bit before that you may be doing some work, both you and your queen. Is that something yeah, you're prepared true. to talk about or should we, can we yeah. just tease that? Or? No, we can give a shout out. Yeah. I mean, it depends on when they listen to this podcast, but uh, yeah, my wife and I are creating a, uh, she's also a, a coach and healer and teacher as well. And we're bringing our, for, we're joining forces to, to, to help uh, a, gr- a small group of, uh, of, of brave single men that are ready to prepare for their, their partner, their well-matched woman. And we're going to offer a training coming up probably in January as a start date, but we're going to start the enrollment process uh, next week. But yeah, so whether this is, we listen to this now or later on, just reach out and go to our website, message me, and we'll, we'll send you the details and, and see if you're a fit for the program. But uh, yeah, we're excited. It's just a, a, I found that like the, one of the best ways to get good and get better at, at, at connecting, especially connecting with women, is, is to get feedback from women. Right, mm-hmm. which this will involve, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm awesome, excited. brother. Awesome, man. Cool. I'm excited to see that come out and see how that goes. Thanks, if bro. everything goes according to plan, guys should be hearing this uh, a couple of weeks before this that starts, so they'll be able to right, maybe jump on at the last minute or jump in line for the next one. So we'll make sure that awesome. all the infos in the show notes. But JP, my man, awesome to connect with you again, brother. This was definitely the conversation that needed to happen. So yeah, I'm so glad. Dude, I can definitely feel the energy in this one. Yeah. I appreciate you. We'll do another one if you want, man. Anytime. I'm always down. I appreciate the invite. And I hope this, you know, if you're listening, if you're going to listen to this, man, I hope you, this inspires you in some way to take some type of action of some sort and some shift in your life. Yes. Awesome, man. Yeah. All right. There you have it. In listening to this episode again, I'm always, always grateful to have conversations with Jeffrey because I I love the lightheartedness that he brings to this conversation and dialogue about finding the one and also an element of realism. I, I remember having a conversation with Jeffrey way back when we first met and I found out that he was in the relationship department. I remember asking him, do you think that there's really the one for everyone out there? And he was like, no, I think that's BS. He said, I think it's more about matching yourself with somebody who aligns with your values and can support the vision and the mission that we have in our lives and vice versa. And so for some people that may be one person in the world, some people that may be hundreds of people who fit that profile. Either way, it's more about finding the right match than it is about finding the one unicorn out there for you. So for those of you guys out there who are still searching for the one, or for those of you guys who think maybe you found her or him, ask yourself if they really align with the values and the mission that you have in this life. Because if there's anything, anything, that you're conceding, sacrificing, or giving up to be with this person, then the only outcome is going to be resentment. Really sit with that and let that land because if not now, it's a matter of when will you start resenting this person for not supporting who you're meant to be in this life. So for those of you guys who want to dig in deeper beyond the words on the podcast, beyond the amazing guests and information that we've had here for you on the Rising Man, Elements Men's Initiation Weekend is coming up January 18th to the 20th. This is where we get real. This is where you're going to get me and my team of facilitators in the flesh helping you discover and unlock the source of your masculine power. Head over to rise.jettyzuma.com slash elements to sign up for your seat today. As always, you can check out the show notes for links and resources where you can follow Jeffrey and where you can get more information that we talked about in this episode at therisingmanpodcast.com. 
please subscribe and follow the podcast on the app of your choice. Also leaving a review and comments, letting us know how this is landing for you. How are the insights and the messages from each episode hitting you so that we can keep refining it and tuning it into what you men out there need. And please, please, please send more men who are in your life, whether they're your brothers, your friends, men at the office, over to the risingmanpodcast.com so we can get more men on board with this mission and this message. Check us out on Instagram at Rising Man Podcast. Shout out to Sean Offenbach over at Infinite Melodics. That's at Infinite M-E-L-O-D-I-X on Instagram. He is the wizard behind the curtains who is spinning out these episodes, uh, working with the echo that I've got here in the background today from where I'm recording <laughs> and uh, dealing with all the challenges. Sean, I appreciate you, bro, especially these past three weeks when I've been shooting new episodes from way across the pond here in Australia. Everything you're doing, man, I appreciate you. And the rest of the Rising Man power squad rowan tyne julian subic mark rose appreciate everything that you guys have been doing behind the scenes 2019 is going to be bigger badder than ever and for everybody else out there who's been listening and supporting us all this time rise up and claim your destiny